You're tuned in to the Men of Ann Arbor podcast, season two, episode two. You got Petey here. I'm here, Stuart Douglas. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. We're breaking down Michigan basketball all year. Uh, so far, it's been an exciting team to break down. A lot of ups and downs. Uh, this team has a lot of potential, so we're excited to keep breaking down for you all. Appreciate y'all listening. Go Blue. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Men of Ann Arbor podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Douglas, alongside co-host P.D. Sims. P.D., what's up, man? What's, what's new up, with you? So chilling, man. High school basketball coach now. Right? Isn't that wild? Hey, yeah, is this your first wild, week? Man. Yep, this is going to be my fourth day. This was my first, fourth day today. Yeah. Fourth day today. Okay, so you're fresh in it. And you're coaching fresh in like everybody. Varsity. Yeah, varsity, junior varsity, yeah. Persian. I'm I'm coaching Persian, man. Back you home. know that's yeah, that's high school I went to too, man. It's good to be back home, give back, man. Um, like my old high school coach always said, got to push it forward, man. So that's all I'm trying to do. That's got to feel. That's got to feel good. That'd be cool to coach your high school team, but it's got to be nerve wracking as hell to just be coaching varsity starting November. You would have started November twenty third. Have, have they played? They played games. No, no, they haven't played yet. The first game is tomorrow. Okay, okay, first okay, game okay. Is tomorrow. Okay, so we got our first game tomorrow, and you know it's a bittersweet feeling, but uh, life is not playing. So sometimes you just got to jump in and put your best foot forward, man. You got any plays? You got any special sets put in? Not at all. Did you even put not anything in? Yeah, I got Before to put it? in a so. In Detroit, preferably the east side, my school, zone press. So we got three or four zone presses that we use. We okay. usually practice them all practice. And we usually rely on pressing, man. Um, that's how yeah. we play basketball. And, you know, that's the only thing I got to do so far. Any good scores? Anybody we should look out for? Yeah, I got two twin boys, man, 11 graders. Okay. And Lewis Curry, he's eleven grader too, man. I got I got some guys. I'm gonna put that touch on them, man. Gonna I was gonna say, give me a projection on the record, but I can't make a head coach give a projection on the record. That's not a good we're look. Going, we're going in every game, fighting Persian pride, baby. Yeah, you got to We got to keep that updated. I'm I'm excited to to hear about that. You came to Indy once, didn't you? You played Cathedral in Indy. Yep, play my, buddy, my buddy was talking about it the other day. He was like, "Yeah, Persian Doughboys." Petey rolled in. I think you probably gave him twenty something, but I think that was that was a tough day for you. Did, did we win? No, I think you lost. Okay, yep, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that team was pretty good. Cathedral was good. No, that team yeah. was that, that team was real good. I remember. I remember that vividly. Yeah, that, that year we lost to them too. I think. Yeah, some kid hit a shot from his knees. Yeah, they were good that year. Um. I got nothing new with me. I want to get into Michigan basketball. We got we had a rough weekend in the Bahamas. First of all, if we ever went to the Bahamas, I don't know how you would have pulled like me, Vogrich, Novak out of the casino. Like we would just been in that casino the entire time. We I don't think we ever went anywhere. You've been to Bahamas? You've been to Nassau? I haven't been there, but I've heard. No, I haven't been to Nassau. I haven't yeah, I been to. Like, uh, so the would you, would have made a rule. That's what I'm saying. You would have been in the casino in the B line era. 
No, hell no. No, okay. it would have been okay. completely okay. off limits. That would have been – you probably would have been, like, suspended a game if you got caught in that casino. No joke. It wouldn't have been, like, no in joke. trouble. You would have been suspended for a game. He would have laid the hammer down for sure, especially on you, man. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was on 10 ice the first couple of years for sure. But, yeah, they had um, – Michigan had a rough weekend going one and two over the weekend. I want to get into some of the specifics of the game. It's a lot of games to break down. I think we've had four games since the last podcast episode. Overall, there's some good things, a lot of things that the team needs to work on. I think it was a real test. I think Long Beach State was a test. I think they got they came in to Chrysler, punched Michigan in the mouth. I was like, all right, what, what was that exactly? And then they got tested with some kind of blue blood talent. Uh, the point guard for Memphis. I'm, I'm losing on his name. I can't. I'm blanking on his name. But if he played Alabama last year, that was Doug's like first real big test. Point guard to point guard matchup. I think where Doug was really going to test somebody, where somebody was going to go at him, and Doug was going to see where he lands in the landscape of point guards across the country. And I think Doug thought maybe. He, he, I think he probably wishes he had that game back, but. The whole time, I saw a team just kind of making mistakes, mistake after mistake, especially on the defensive end. And what what was your like total takeaway from the weekend? Well, as you know, Memphis is a top twenty-five team. Their team who season? Um, you think so? That game, yeah, they, they look they did a good knock. Yeah, they, yeah, they they got what they five and one, four and one. Um, the Michigan yeah. game. Yeah, they beat the Arkansas. Michigan You're game. right. They beat Arkansas, who was ranked 20th. They lost to Villanova pretty bad, though. Um, yeah, but. 5-1. They did look good. Villanova. Penny's got them looking yeah. good. Yeah. No, no. Penny's got them looking good. And, you know, we're a team right now that's just, you know, trying to find that identity. Like, a uh, bunch of new pieces going together. We've seen some spurts of some great offense. I think the first five out of six games, over 80 points. So, the yeah. offense is there. Uh, playing against a team like Memphis, that's when you really get to see, you know, w- w- where you at. And we didn't show up. We didn't. Um, we didn't take that that next step. Um, yeah. And that that was the first step starting the weekend. No, for sure. I think looking at Kempom, Michigan is ranked twenty fifth in offensive uh, efficiency right now in the country which is really damn good, and then 111th in defensive efficiency. So it's just not – it's not compatible compatible for winning. They've had bad luck. This Kempom, you love this. Kempom has like a luck rating where it's like, I don't know, determines based off your metrics if you should win or lose a game. And then, you know, maybe you'll play some teams that are hot that day. And Michigan's luck has been terrible. It's like in the top – like bottom quarter of percentile – in the country. So they've, they've, I mean, Memphis hit some tough shots. Texas Tech hit some like pull up dribble threes at times. Um, Stanford even started out hot. So I think they've faced some teams like that, but they're not imposing their will defensively. I got to watch the second half live. So I wanted to touch up on the Texas Tech game. So I watched the highlights and it's one of those highlights where it shows all the scoring opportunities. So I didn't get to watch, like, I didn't break down every single possession, but the first seven or eight scoring possessions for Texas Tech were defensive mistakes or situations where Michigan could have at least bothered that shot a little bit more, where it wasn't a layup. 
And it's little things like that. They started off the game, and it was a ball screen from the middle to the wing. Terrence bumped the roller pretty well, actually. And then the guy threw – I'll give him credit. The point guard threw like a beautiful, beautifully perfect pass, just lob, perfect, like just dropped in the basket. But Namari was in the opposite corner, hugged to his man. Wasn't even – and that wasn't even close to the block. And we – How much we did you hate that? that? Yeah, yeah, you, you saw it right away. You, you'll get pissed. I mean, first possession, like that stuff, you know, it's it, – what was it, game five? I don't know what game – no, seven. That's – in the Big Ten play, you're getting your ass chewed out on film. Chewed out. Because you can you cannot start a game like that. Okay, you get caught in the game. It's the thirty fifth minute. You're tired. Things happen sometimes. Like sometimes these things happen. But even then, we like those were huge mistakes that we tallied up. And you can't start a game like that. They're right there. Like their defense was not good, but they're they're right there. They're like one step away from being good. So I'm not super worried about it. It's not like they're totally lost. It's like you just need that extra half foot to get there. Yeah, and then that's the growing pains of the season. You know, like you say, they had a few good tests. You know, they couldn't oppose their wheels so much defensively, but they had a few good tests. I think that Texas Tech game was the only game where we really just gave up. We really just threw in a towel. And it should have been parallel to the Stanford game where, you know, Stanford got up early and we made a push. So you get to see kind of like our team identity. One game, we just give up. Uh, And another game, you know, make an incredible push. So just got to establish that identity. And early in the season, playing games out of conference, it's hard. It's not a lot of scouting. Um, Practice, you know, Practice, the practice schedule isn't so detailed. And you know how a Big Ten practice schedule is. It's to the T. So, you know, when we play Ole Miss next, you, you got a few more games Oregon. before Oregon, Oregon next. Yeah. Um, a few more games before conference play. And, you know, Oregon, I, I hear they're missing two of their big guys. Um, should be a good test for Terrence to take a leap forward. But developing the identity before conference play starts, I think that's the biggest hurdle for us right now. Yeah, I I think I mean I know they're eighteen to twenty two, twenty three year olds, but I'm, my mindset is like of a twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty year old. If I play three games in three days, I'd be dead, done. Like I don't know how kids didn't get hurt, but like that, I guess that's the resiliency of a of a college kid's body. But like three games, it's tough. You like you said, you get you don't get the scout as much you don't know what their sets are now i don't think texas tech was running a completely um unique offense that you really had to scout and i, and I thought they did a pretty good job of identifying some x switches um, even though they were late on, on the communication a little bit but yeah man that third game that third day like you got to be you got to be a dog like you got to be focused in you got to really focus in mentally because your body's just not going to quite be there and that's those are the things that go right like you see it. I think you saw it with with this team against Texas Tech was that mental side went, that mental focus went. I mean, there was one, there was one possession early. Terrace uh, Olivier was guarding the block, and the guy did like a kind of a little turnaround jump hook, but outside the block, like a foot or two outside the block. And it was so it wasn't at the rim, and Terrace was in help side, and the ball went up, and as the ball was like 
going up and it was about at its peak. Terrace jumps up like he's going to block it and he's a foot and a half away from the ball. Like, you know, one of those, like, you can't block it, but it's like, oh, yeah, he's tired. Like, he he thought maybe he could he could get that block. Like, you could never – no one can get that block. I mean, maybe even maybe Dwight Howard in his prime. But stuff like that where you're like, okay, you're just, you know, a little, little tired focus-wise. And it's and those, those things compound. And then all of a sudden you're down 20 in the second half and it's hard to come back. Bahamas, seven days. We all love the beach, but you got it. It comes to a point where you make that decision from being a kid, um, a young man, and a grown man. You know, seven days, you got to buckle down and, and finish the job. Um, we call it finish your breakfast, man. You have to finish the job. We know you're tired. We know you want to go home. You know, yeah. some of the early games didn't go as, as planned, but you have to finish the job. And me and you both know that. Um, coming from situations where playing for B-line, things like that matter. Even if yep. we lost two in a row, he's going to see how we play that third game, and that usually can determine our week going into the next game. So, Yeah, no, big time. I think guys like Cheddar maybe earned himself more minutes next yep. game compared to Terrace. Um, I think match, you know, it can be matchup dependent on these things, but, you know, where there wasn't much consistency, I thought Will came in and gave some pretty good consistency. He was um, tired. He was tired. Yeah, but th- there's there's some there's some minutes there. I mean, Trey tried to come in and get some minutes. Um, I think you know overall, like, but they overall this this team they have their seven eight guys. We'll, we'll see if Jalen can come back or what what that looks like, but. You're gonna have to roll with these seven, eight guys and keep building that confidence. We talked about their offensive efficiency being top twenty-five and coming into this weekend like off the charts. But even then, watching them in Memphis, um, in particular, not so, not so much the Stanford game, but then definitely against Texas Tech, really just kind of looking at each other again. It was a lot like last year. Last year they had Hunter. So they didn't really know what they wanted to do. Hunter kind of clogged the lane a little bit. So there wasn't too much driving opportunities there. And then they just kind of like ended up pitching it down to Hunter in the post. Well, they, they posted up the Texas Tech game. They posted up Terrace a few times, Olivia a few times, Will a few times, all in the first half. And it wasn't really designed post-ups. It was like, all right, well, we're kind of at the end of the rope here, the shot clock, and we kind of have a post-up, but it's not great position. That's not the offense you want to keep repeating. And I, and and that, to me, starts with Doug taking control of the end of the clock. Like, I played with a lot of really good point guards, Darius and and um, Trey Burke, Darius Morris and Trey Burke. And they – like, our offense was kind of like look for a shot, but really, like, end of the clock, get it to those two, and we're running, we're running it down. Now, when we had you and Manny, it was different. Like, we could throw it to you in the post – with 10, 12 seconds, and that was an efficient play for us. But right now, it's not – they don't really have a plan out of it per se. I mean, dude, you you gave Jawan Johnson the business back in the day. Like, he was defensive player in the Big Ten, and you gave him the business. So that was, like, good for us. I don't know if Michigan – they're still working to find that guy in the post. Um, and to me, it comes it comes down to Doug taking control. Like, he's got he's to want and own the ball – for 80% of that game. Like he should be he should be driving, being aggressive. Even when he's making mistakes, like he's got to be the one that's being the most aggressive, I think. I don't know, maybe Olivier too, but I don't know. What do you think? Oh, 
Yeah. Um, to, to piggyback on what you said, I want to pose a question. So yeah. for teams with not such of a big post presence to have that rate of efficiency of offense, how does that equate to winning or does it? Um, it's a good question because then you're kind of relying on shooting. I think – Because that's the world now. That's the world yeah, now. Not, not, not a lot of post guys. So I think really they were still it. getting good inside looks. Like they were getting Olivier – like they were getting guys in position to make one or two dribbles or no dribbles and score the ball. And they they did not do that in the Bahamas. Like they were putting – you know, uh, they were getting Terrence – opportunities to fire it up four or five times, four times a game from three gives opportunities in the, in the fast break. I think they got Olivier on rolls. I don't, I don't remember that many rolls for baskets. Like they were not using, they were not putting pressure on the defense with the pick and roll just wasn't, it wasn't that great. And it's not like they don't have shooters around. Like they have enough shooters around Terrace rolls of the back basket. Namari, Terrence, Will, all, all, everybody can shoot the ball. So I think it's they don't have to have beat, they don't have to have a post up game necessarily um, to be efficient offensively. They just gotta like whatever they're doing. They just gotta do it. They gotta do it fast, and they gotta do it with confidence. The problem is that's I guess okay. That's a catch twenty, not catch twenty two, but it's like you're putting the guy in a tough position. So their their post up game looks bad because they're being put in inefficient spots, right? Like giving it to you at at like, you know, 12 feet when you had a guy sealed at five feet, like you're going to yeah. be pissed off as a post yeah. player. Yeah. So there's some of that. But, I mean, what do you think that they need to develop that side of the game? No. So that question was basically saying with how the game is going, if yeah. the big guys can be defenders with how efficient that offense has been. Now, of course, Big Ten play is going to get tougher. The tournament yeah. is going to get tougher. But yeah. I think – Playing, you got a dynamic point guard playing this way is it, probably the only way be, just because of the versatility of Olivier and the defensive terrorists. So I don't really see a post presence, meaning wasting time throwing the ball down so yeah. much as keep doing what you're doing and perfecting that efficient offense. See, I think you can, I think you can exploit a lot of pick and rolls with, Doug and Olivier, if they if he's got a big man on him, pick and pop. If it's a smaller guy, um, I would roll because it's probably going to be a switch. I think you get into Big Ten play, there might be more switches. You can get a Big Ten guard onto Olivier. Olivier is really is good enough to be ready for a double team to be able to pass out of it or take advantage of the mismatch and score. Like he's the most confident post player Michigan has right now. And so I think there's going to be some advantages that they can they can use there, um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they got to keep like staying aggressive like they were before, and I think their offense just they weren't they weren't confident, they weren't aggressive versus Memphis, definitely not against Texas Tech. Um, like I want to see guys put up threes. Terrence was shooting threes in transition that you're kind of like eh, one of those, but like I love it. Like dude, I would rather I said this last year, I would rather them do that then hold the ball above their head for, you know, 15 seconds looking at each other over possession and then end up with a post up from 15 feet with, with eight seconds left a thousand percent. I'd rather you a thousand percent 
delusionally confident that you're going to hit that three, then you are then like standing back on your heels. Like it was never you. You were so aggressive of a player. I mean, what was your mindset going in? My, like, did you did you have the ups and downs with that? You know, my ups and downs came from just to be honest, and this is a, this is an honest platform. Just yeah. came from the work ethic. So, besides that, my mindset was to score. Anything yeah. besides not scoring just had to do with me putting the work in. You know, I wasted a lot of time not putting time in the gym. So. Anything outside of my mindset being, you know, to score, anything that negated that was just me not putting the work in. So those guys putting the work in confidently confidently do it, especially, yeah. you know, Olivier. We need you. We're depending on you. Um, Terrace is young. You transferred over here. I hope you're listening to me. You got to hold down the paint for us. Yeah. No, and it – and. To your point, like when our our team, my freshman year, we went to the tournament. You and Manny were our scorers. Zach and I had our games, but like scoring was not my first thought. Now, could it have helped me out if I was a little more confident in that department? Yeah, hell yeah, for sure. But I had my role. My first focus was defense, making the right play, running offense crisply, no mistakes. And we needed you to be that guy that just go score. Don't think about anything else. My my senior year when Trey was a freshman, we literally on film, we're, you could see us pushing him into rotations because he's a young he's a young kid. He didn't know all the rotations. It wasn't it wasn't second nature to him then. But that wasn't his role. Like we needed him to play competent enough defense, but he was going to score us the ball, control the game. Um, take it to Aaron Kraft as an 18-year-old, just like crazy shit like that. But you you all have your different roles. And I think that sometimes like a guy like Terrence or Namari, really look like the whole team, like kind of if you start to retreat from your role, you're not helping out the team. So it starts with the head of the snake for me, which is Doug. Like if you're not going to start the game being aggressive, testing out the waters – getting into the paint, like putting pressure on the defense, like letting them know, like, this is going to be a long night for you. This is going to be a really long night for you because I'm going to be in this paint all game. If you don't start out that game, all right, defense gets comfortable. You start to, like, question, like, okay, do I start attacking now? I think right out the gate when, you know, when Michigan looked really good in the four games they won, it was because from the very beginning there was no doubt that they were going to attack the basket. They were going to – put up shots, whether it was open or not, like they were going to be themselves. So it's a learning curve. Like this weekend is definitely a learning curve. Like it can be a wake up call for sure. We, we didn't figure it out at the very beginning. I don't think, I mean, granted we did beat UCLA in the garden. <laughs> that helped a lot uh, with your backdoor shout out. Aunt right. For the backdoor pass to the PD. Dunk. That right. That right. Yeah. I, I, I see that he, he posts that replay about once a year. I think I'm waiting for it this year. Hey, follow me back on Twitter, Ant Right. I'm following you, baby. He didn't follow you? Nah, he 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 don't know how to empire. He got the blue check, man. You know how that go. Yeah, of course. Of course he does. He's got he's got he's got a brand he's got to uphold. So yeah, Stu, you, I gotta you gotta let him know. So Stu, I got a question. So yeah. the ups and downs of the offense, the defense this weekend or this week. Um 
didn't get the results we want, but it was great to see Jawan back. Yeah, even though he got thrown out of that game. I want to know what he said, dude. Like, what do you say? Because you know he's coming back from heart surgery. He's trying to stay calm, right? But, like, he had to have said something really bad then to this ref. Because you're calm. Like, you're not yelling or spitting in his face. But it is good. It was good to see him back. Um, he's going to be the guy that obviously leads the team. Obviously, they won those games under Phil, and Phil was coaching the head coaching job um, in the Bahamas. But it'll be good to have Juwan back. And, you know, they everyone respects the entire coaching staff, but, like, you want your head coach back. You just got a different – it's a different chip that you play with. Um, I always feared my head coach wherever I played. They never – Beeline yelled at me a little bit. My high school coach didn't yell at me too much, but it it was not letting them down so much as mm. not listening to them. You know, I listened very well, but it was something about not letting them down. Beeline yeah. had this look in his eye anytime – like we talked about earlier, something like not rotating when your man goes to bumper screener or a yeah. roller. You're you being that guy not rotating and being there to help your teammate. How did that feel for you when he caught you, singled you out on film? So I had that type of Fair. you know fear for my coaches. So yeah, what well, it, it builds into like. You then you you fear mistakes, right? You start to fear the mistakes, and you don't want to get called out for the mistakes. And then when you build a team, you you don't want to let everyone else down. Like to your point, like you don't want to be that the guy that makes the mistake while the other four are playing perfect defense. For sure. And and I think they're gonna get there. I think they can get there. I, I see the pieces. I see the. Mind slowly working where they're like, they know what to do. They're just a half step slow. And so that pressure definitely speeds up that process. And I think, um, I think they're close, but yeah, to your point, it's like you get, you get called out in film and it's, it's a low feeling, man. Especially when you had, if you had like the most mistakes that game, oof, that's a low, low feeling. Don't try this at home, guys. But I, anytime I got overwhelmed in film, Coach Beeline, I would say, man, I ain't the only one playing. And all the <laughs> mistakes he's going to I would be like, man, I ain't the only one playing. I had to blurt Dude, out something because the te- that tension, it would be so tense in there, and he's not going to lay off you. So yeah, I, w- I will always say something that just get them off my back, man. But it, Yeah, you got to like – Cause I hated it, man. Like he'd be on you for stuff, and you're like, "Dude, shut up!" Like this is not, this is not important. Like this is one little thing. I, you know, I know how to do it. It was just a mistake, stuff like that. But if you can change the mindset, where you say, "All right, I want people to point out all of my mistakes. I want to see it," because you got to own it. When as soon as you, as soon as you start taking responsibility for those mistakes. Boom. I mean, it, things can flip in a switch. That was our that was our year, junior year. Right? People were calling for Beeline's head, and then all of a sudden we beat Michigan State at Michigan State, and we started taking responsibility for ourselves and started playing like the team we could, and everything changed. I mean, it was literally like one meeting and everything changed. So 
it can happen. And this team, they don't have an attitude problem like like we did when my team sophomore year. We did on my yeah. team junior year, and we turned it around. Um, I don't think this team has it, but that doesn't mean guys aren't taking responsibility for themselves. And I'm not calling them out. Like I'm not saying that's the problem. Me neither. But, me neither, guys. Yeah, but you can always you can always improve, right? You you gotta you gotta want to look for those mistakes that you're making so you can learn from them. But I don't know. I'm still. I still see the glimpses of greatness with this team. Um, I think they can they can figure it out. They got all the pieces offensively um, and defensively. I think they're right there. So excited to watch Oregon. At Oregon will not be an easy game. I don't know. You mentioned some of the injury report. I don't know what the yeah. team is like. I think they're pretty even balanced scoring-wise. But um, that'll be fun. I'm, I'm curious, though, before we head out of here, Big Ten – been kind of up and down, not looking super great. I mean, minus Purdue, um, wild. The first time this is this is a crazy stat. The first time that a Big Ten team has been ranked number one for three straight years. You know, not ranked number one at one point for three straight years. I thought that was a little crazy. I thought maybe Michigan State, the old IU teams for sure. No IU teams for sure. No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's all about, but that's pretty crazy. Purdue looks really good. Besides. Besides them, do you think Purdue's having a, a down year? I'd say it's I'd say it's a, a pretty down year overall for for the Big Ten, at least to start. Yeah, but you know, I don't think the out of conference schedule is is so strong. First of all, so it's not a good judge to say so far, in my opinion. But I'm not gonna count Michigan State out. Um, yeah. You did a ranking with Michigan. We can't count them out. I think you picked yep. them four, right? Uh, yeah, at least. 10. So we can't count them out. I like. Let's see what we got. Yeah, man. You, we got we, Purdue. We got see what we got. Not ranked number yeah. one, number two in Kempom. I mean. Michigan State, man. Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, they, Wisconsin they never sleeps. They never sleep, and their their offense is looking good. Their defense is looking good. I haven't. I don't know what happened in the last couple of games. Uh, Kempom, they're number twenty four, which is wild to me. And uh, uh, Ajizian, is that his name? Well, I think I'm butchering his name. Anyways, white kid that like killed Michigan at Chrysler last year. Not even playing. I don't know what's going on there. Look out, hey, Petey, look out for him transferring to Michigan. I don't know when. But that kid loves that kid loved Michigan growing up, and now he's not getting minutes. I don't know what's going on, but sleeper, what year? sophomore. I think he's a sophomore. Connor Seijin, a Seijin. Seijin, okay. Got dyslexia with his name. Anyway, yeah, like Wisconsin's ranked twenty fourth in Ken Ohio State twenty fifth, and those two teams I'm not super excited about, and those are the teams behind Purdue right now. So I don't know. You got some teams that can. Figure it out. Uh, Wisconsin can always figure it out. Michigan can figure it out. IU, I think, has the talent to do it. I don't know what their issue is. Northwestern's sleeper, you never count out boo-booey. But overall, not looking super great. Um, so Michigan has a real opportunity to play really well in the Big Ten. I think they their first game is against IU um, next week, and that's going to be a big test. That's a game they got to win. Yeah, Tuesday the 5th. Next game, yeah. So Saturday they got Oregon, and then Tuesday they got Indiana, and then the following Sunday they got Iowa. So these three these three games are, are crucial. Like you you don't want to you don't want to drop two of these three games. Um, you know for your confidence, it's not do or die by any means, but 
it's going to be huge to start off really well, bounce back from the Bahamas going into Oregon. Uh, I'm not going to do any consolation prizes, but like I want to see them continually to continue to improve because like, like we said, like big 10 is kind of down. So you can, if you catch a run right there in the big 10, like you can win a lot of games, get your resume up over 20 games, 22, 23, 24 wins, make the tournament that way, just based off winning those games and be at your best at the end. So really what I'm looking for, we'll, we'll cap this off, cap this episode off of what we're looking for. What I'm looking for for Michigan, two things, Doug to take over, to be aggressive from the very beginning and the rest of the team to feed off that. And then two, just build, you know, minimize those mistakes, right? Minimize those defensive mistakes. You know, let's say they had 15 last game. Let's get down to 13. It doesn't have to be a massive jump. Just keep getting slightly better. What, what do you want to see from them in the next few games? Only thing I will have different is the morale. See, you go into a game like Stanford, you're down 22-2. Or 29-8, you come back. You're down to Texas Tech, you're down. Texas Tech make a run, you lay down. Two different morales, only one solution. One got you to win, one got you, yeah, spanked. So, yeah. Make a decision fast before the Big Ten comes. Right. And it doesn't have to be offense. You can switch that morale on the defensive end. So that there's a, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. So, yeah, to your point, stick together. It's going to be a long year. There's going to be ups and downs the entire year. This team, I have no doubt they can figure it out, but it'll, it'll be fun to watch. I'm, I'm excited to watch that Oregon game, 3.30, Fox Sports. Well, you got Michigan football, uh, Big Ten championship. I'm trying to figure out tickets for that. But I don't think I'm going to – I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. But it's not looking like a big game. I think ticket prices have been going down. So you might you might see me in the stands of Lucas Oil. It's it's an indie this year. You coming down? You, when's the last time you went to a football game? I just went to the Lions-Raiders oh, yeah. game, but the Monday Night not Football. Michigan. No Michigan games? No, I'm, I'm – man, I love all of my Ann Arbor people, but I'm not dealing with that traffic. Yeah, and all of those people, man. I, I guess, you and me, we didn't go to those games. Like on Saturday, no. <laughs> Novak was always trying to go in. I was not. I was like, "That's my off day, dude. I'm going home." There's too many people. <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. But yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, we didn't even get into any Michigan Ohio State, dude. That Ohio State fans are freaking out. We should we should have dedicated like ten minutes to that, but that's too much to get into. It was sad, dude. These Michigan State or these Ohio State fans are sad. Ryan Day is the saddest man in America right now. It was college fandom is nuts on the football side. Did you feel bad for him? Hell no. Hell no. You can't. He's so. If he was more likable and like you thought that he was like a nicer guy, and I, he just he has that certain like coach mentality. It's hard to put into words, but when you see it, you're like, oh yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that guy. I don't like his personality. Something about it. Like I'm not I'm not saying he's a bad person, but there's there's something, you know, when you go through it and you've had a lot of coaches, I've had a lot of coaches, I have a pretty good sixth sense about like which coaches are a-holes and which coaches are like, all right, that seems like a good person. And then some people put on fronts. You've seen that. You can put on a good front and seem like a good person. You're really an a-hole, but you kind of get a sense for it. I don't know. Something about Ryan Day I just don't really like. You're trying too hard. Yeah. Man. 
I felt sorry for him. At the end of that game, he had the Michael Jordan crying face, man. I, Dude, I've never seen anyone walk more sad. Man, it, like it was this. bad. It was terrible, <laughs> man. I was like, get the camera off this. Dude. I did. That was well, that was a little sad. I, they could have gone without showing him that much, but yeah, good for news. sure. Yeah. All right, man. Good episode. Uh, that'll wrap it up. We will come back. I'm not sure again when we'll schedule the next one, but after the Oregon game, probably after the IU game, um, we'll see. We'll see what this team is capable of. You know, you know, build off those mistakes. But I think you and me are both. We both like this team. We both like the players. Um, and they, they still have a real shot. We've been a part of it. There, there's no, there, there's always time to turn it around so they can figure That's it out. That's key. So, You're yep. right. It's always time to turn around, especially in, in that conference play. Like we didn't see it too many times. Yep. Yeah. Way too many times. Way too many times. Well, that'll wrap up episode two of season two. Uh, appreciate everybody listening follow, um, at beyond the big 10 on all socials. We still got to get PD. We still got to get your social up there. Follow me, SWD underscore 317 on X. I still hate calling it X. On X and Instagram. Um, we'll, we got a first first episode, we dropped the ball a little bit. We didn't we didn't really put it out there too too well. I didn't put it out there on socials too well. So we'll, we'll do better with uh, interacting a little bit. But appreciate you guys all listening. Until um, next time. See ya.